A reading from Numbers chapter 27, verses 1 through 11. Then the daughters of Zelophehad came forward. Zelophehad was the son of Hafer, son of Gilead, son of Machir, son of Manasseh, son of Joseph, a member of the Massinite clans. The name of his daughters were Mela, Noah, Hogla, Milcah, and Tirzah. They stood before Moses, Eleazar the priest, the leaders, and all the congregation at the entrance of the tent of meeting, and they said, Our father died in the wilderness. He was not among the company of those who gathered themselves together against the Lord in the company of Korah, but died for his own sin, and he had no sons. Why should the name of our father be taken away from his clan because he had no son? Give to us a possession among our father's brothers. Moses brought their case before the Lord, and the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, The daughters of Zelophehad are right in what they are saying. You shall indeed let them possess an inheritance among their fathers. Brothers, and pass the inheritance of their father onto them. You shall also say to the Israelites, If a man dies and has no son, then you shall pass his inheritance onto his daughter. If he has no daughter, then you shall give his inheritance to his brothers. And if he has no brothers, then you shall give his inheritance to his father's brothers. And if his father has no brothers, then you shall give his inheritance to the nearest kinsman of his clan, and he shall possess it. It shall be for the Israelites a statute and ordinance, as the Lord commanded Moses. Word of God, word of life. Good morning. Ellen, you get an A plus for all those pronunciations. You've all been there in the kitchen trying to open a stubborn jar of something. Maybe it's a pickle jar or a mayonnaise jar and the lid is stuck, it won't budge. You've mustered all your forearm strength. You've strained the tendons in your neck. You've tried using that little grippy thing in the back of the drawer. You've hit the lid on the side of the counter and nothing, it won't open. The jar is taunting you. In walks your perhaps stronger partner or roommate or family member. Uh, to save the day, and with one confident twist of the lid, you hear that pop telling you that the jar has been opened and the fight is over. You must have loosened it for me, they say with a grin. Oh, how irritating. The thing about it is, is that that stuck jar was always going to open at some point, but for some reason, you were the one that had to do the heavy lifting. I was thinking about stuck jar, doors, jars because the daughters of Zelophehad, can you say that with me? Zelophehad, um, I had to look that one up. Um, the daughters, Mala, Noah, Hagla, Milka, and Terza, these were the ones who had to do the heavy lifting in this Old Testament story this morning. They are in this tent of a meeting. Um, in other words, they're in the tabernacle, in this place of sacrifice and worship, 
where women's names were never spoken, rarely spoken, and where women's voices were rarely heard. And despite all that, they came forward with their case. They stood up, they spoke, they questioned, they demanded justice. They challenged even Moses and the authorities and all those who were gathered that day in the tabernacle. See, their father had died, leaving them behind. Five daughters, no sons. And because there were no male heirs, the law of the day would have left them with nothing. No inheritance of the promises uh, that God made to God's people, no promised land to come, no inheritance of a future. And somehow, despite their grief and their lowly status in their community, they dared to stand up for themselves and for their family, and they dared to be recognized and to be valued and to be seen They dared to claim their right to carry on their family name into a promised future. So a little background at this point in Israel's time. uh, They are in this wandering time in the wilderness. God has already sent detailed instructions to Moses about how the land promised to them at the end of their journey is going to be allotted to each family. And it's those very instructions given by God that would have left the daughters with nothing. But time and time again in Scripture, whether we are in the Old or the New Testament, God is showing us that God's way is always living. It's always breathing. It's always adapting, always changing, so that the unseen will be seen, and so the unheard will be heard. The arc of God's story points to abundant life for all. God is always making a way, but we are needed, aren't we? We have always been needed to help God shape that way on earth. And I think that's exactly what those daughters did on that day. They helped God shape a future. They did some heavy lifting, that's for sure. But notice that God was working with someone who could flex his muscles too. In walks Moses, Israel's trusted leader, a man who knows how to talk to God. A man with power and a man with privilege who chooses in that moment to listen, to truly listen to the women. A man who opens up his heart and dares to bring their case to God. Finally, God hears the cry of the women and hears Moses and agrees that they are right. As we hear this ancient story this morning, we're reminded of the injustice that is pervasive all around us. Just like ancient Israel walking in the wilderness, so many of our laws are old and they're tired and they're worn out. 
But in that moment, on that day, one aspect of the law of Israel that was uh, subsequently passed on into Jewish practice was changed because the women of Israel stood up and said they needed protection and provision. And the story of the woman's courage, of the women's courage, and of Moses' servant leadership, and of God's providence has been preserved for over 2,500 years so that it would be told and retold on different continents to different people of different ages and races and ethnicities and abilities and experiences and yes, to us on a Sunday in September in the suburbs, just as we did this morning. The art that has been on the screen in front of you was inspired by this very story. It is called They Stood, and its uh, creator is named Lauren Wright Pittman. And so you can see the five daughters standing together, not one, but five together, um, standing up in the tent of the meeting with the winds of change above them, the breath of God surrounding the tent of meeting, the voice of God descending upon them and hearing their cry. And what I love too is on the bottom of the art, uh, the new life that is just sprouting from the ground as God's law is heard and uh, heard afresh, heard anew, changed for the provision of those women. As I made my uh, rounds through Mount Olivet's gallery of storytelling over the last week, I couldn't help but sense the courageous spirit of these daughters, the servant leadership of Moses, the breath of a living God at work for justice right here in this community, stories and art about a weekly meal for anyone who comes, a giving garden of fresh produce for the community, weekend bags of nutrition stuffed into backpacks, hearts and minds examining their own privilege, using their own power to call for racial justice, a new team with a hunch that they are meant to do something so that more people can have a place to call home. It is breathtaking, really, how deeply intertwined our stories are with the stories of ancient Israel, God's people making their way physically and spiritually through the wilderness with only a hunch that God had and was and would continue forevermore to deliver on God's promises. Each and every day, no matter the headlines, we too are invited, each of us, to trust in this persistent determination of God to carry through and to be doing a new thing. Sometimes that trust is little more than a feeling in our gut that someone else's voice needs to be at the table or that our own voice is important and should be heard or that we can use our power or privilege to make a small difference to shape God, to shape God's way. 
That stubborn jar of justice. Oh, how we wish we didn't have to work so hard to twist its lid off. But we have one another, each with our own kind of muscle to help shape the new thing that God is most certainly doing in our midst. Sometimes all we have to go on is that hunch, but I have a hunch that the lid is coming off. May it be so, O oh God. Amen.